Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. My topic today, who do you think you are talking to, is closely related to the previous podcast, which is was called Wait What? Now, they're standalone, and so you don't have to go back and listen to the other one to understand what I'm talking about here. But the one, the, the first one, the Wait What?, was really about um, how we kind of make assumptions in what we're saying and we're not paying attention to what we're meaning and we're maybe putting meaning into other people's things without having enough information. This topic of who do you think you're talking to, first of all, it's not it's not supposed to be smart. I like, like, who do you think you're talking to? That's what I'm saying is that who do you think you're talking to? Now, this comes out of something that happened when I was in my 20s and I had was married for a very short time, and I worked in a bank during that time, and back then in the 70s, we wore pantyhose, and back then pantyhose ran like when you took them out of the package. And so my husband at the time didn't like that I had to spend money on that. Well, that didn't last very long, and several years later, I'm I'm again married, and I found myself one day standing there asking my husband if it was okay to buy pantyhose. And he was looking at me like I was completely bonkers. And I stopped and I realized that I wasn't talking to the man in front of me. I was talking to someone else completely. I was talking to the past. And that really hit me. And I'm so grateful I had that, uh, that experience so when I was so young because it served me really well. I've had, I still I continue to have that experience, and I've, I've noticed it in other people. Um, when my husband and I got married at the beginning of our relationship, when we would have a disagreement, it was really obvious to me that he was, when we were trying to sort things out, he wasn't talking to me, the person he knew. He was still responding to his ex-wife, and that was a very difficult situation, and he was still in the mode of when something would trigger him, he was responding in that way. Uh, and even even more recently than that, you know, I would say to my husband, oh, I need to get a talk written, I need to get a bit of meditation. And he would walk through at one point and say, so how's the meditation going? And I would find myself f- flaring and, and getting really irritated that he was nagging me. And I wouldn't say anything, but I felt it inside. So when this happened one day, I stopped myself and I thought, what is going on here? And I realized that I was not hearing my husband being interested in what I was doing. I was hearing my dad nag me about doing my homework. In all of those cases, I was reacting to past experience. I wasn't responding to what was going on right in front of me. Now, let's make uh, clear there's a difference between reacting and responding. Reacting is what we do in the instant, and we're not thinking it through. We're just having an immediate well, reaction to it. We're having an immediate uh, feeling, an immediate thought, an immediate um rejection of what's going on or an immediate acceptance of it, but it's, it's reaction is immediate. There's no thought that goes into it. It just happens. A response is when you step back and you think about it and you take your time and you consider where, what's happening and where something is coming from and how you are in it and, and all of that. And a response can happen in one or two minutes when you've had a little time to think, or it might take two or three weeks. 
You know, most people react to emails instead of responding to them, if you really think about it. I have learned in difficult situations to read an email, walk away from it, come back, write my response, then walk away from that, and then come back and get rid of that one and start over. Because so often I am reacting to previous experience. I'm reacting to what I know either about that person or what has happened to me in the past when that particular topic has come up. And so being aware of, of what our experiences are and how we feel about our experiences is really an important part of our spiritual makeup because when we are aware of what's going on inside us, and now, okay, let me just stop for a second and say, we're not going to be able to do this 24-7, so don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. I mean, if you can do this once a day or once a week, you're going to be doing really well. So let's let's not make this like the, the goal of our lifetime. But if you just realize... I guess what I'm thinking about here is like relationships. If you have someone who says something to you that triggers you, think about, you know, step back from that. Step back from, from what's going on in that situation and think about who are you really who's really talking to you and who are you really talking to? Or no, more specifically, is who are you talking to and who are you hearing? This really has absolutely nothing to do with the other person involved. So just, it's like, all right, this person just said something and I'm reacting to it and I don't like it and I'm going to do something silly. And then stop and say, okay, what did I really hear? Who did I really hear? Who is talking to me? Who am I listening to? You know, we all say, I've got my parent, my mother's voice in my head, my dad's voice in my head, my brother's voice in my head, you know, some teacher's voice in your head, because things that they said to you either meant a lot or you heard them so much they became embedded. I mean, there's a reason why we talk about being programmed. There's certain things, of course, that we all hear constantly from our parents and from our teachers and, you know, different different. Uh, things in life that become so much a part of our own mental process that we don't realize that they came from somewhere else. Of course, the truth is that everything that we know, everything that we feel, everything that's going on with us, in some respect came from somewhere else because we are built upon our experiences. And one of the cool things about being on this spiritual path is it teaches us how to learn, look inside and, and start to find out who we are and get through this, this mess of and, and jungle of all the things that we have been taught and that we've heard over the years. And of course, none of that's going to actually go away because that's what makes us up, all of these, all of this experience in this world. But there is, there is that other part of us that is unchanging, that is solid and strong and worthy that gets covered up by all of this other stuff, but gets covered up by all the experiences. All of the experience uh, of, of encountering people, all the experiences of conversations, all the things that were told and taught in this world. So learning to listen to your own voice is a huge challenge. So many of our stories, whether it's books or movies or however else we tell stories, are about a person finding their own voice. Our voices get covered up pretty early on because there's so much being told what to do. And of course, we need some of that. We need to know how to live in the society with other people. We need to be, you know, kind of calmed down a little bit. But 
the voices cover up our own voice. So the discovery of your own voice is really important. It's important to your spiritual development because the spiritual development that we do in New Thought is about realizing that you are a one holy spirit in a, in a physical um, environment and that there is so much strength and power within you. But when that's all covered up, you don't know that. And so what you do is you find yourself having conversations with people that are actually conversations with other people. And I'm hoping that you're starting to recognize this. It's like, you know, most of us marry people who are very similar to one of our parents. Um, I, well, I do know what it is. I'm just not crazy about the idea, but we do. We, you know, because it's comfortable. It's something that we know. And so the likelihood of a, of a, um, of a partner, whether you're married or not, a partner, uh, you know, a really, really good friend. We're just attracted to people who are kind of similar to us, but the likelihood of them doing things that trigger you are pretty high because you came into that area because you were comfortable, but then they say something to you and you don't hear them. You hear mom or dad or sister, or you might even hear an old boss. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. If there was someone who had a big impact on your life in some way, you will carry that in your unconscious. And so becoming more conscious of your interactions with people is a good way to start realizing how you're, re how you're interacting with the entire world. When you're in a conversation with someone who you know say quite well, think about if you're hearing them, if you're hearing the person that you actually know and what they're saying and how they're saying it is them, and then think about how you're hearing it. They might crack some sort of a lame joke that uh, you know is really part of them, and they're usually very funny, but something in what they say triggers something from somewhere else, from someone else, and you have a completely different reaction than you would if you were actually present with that person, listening to them, their words, their sense of humor. It's a really interesting exercise to do, and it's also very helpful to learn to not be triggered by certain things anymore. It's like, um, you know, just, just because someone says something exactly in the same words that, say, your brother did, doesn't mean that they mean the same thing. And it, they don't have the same personality. They don't have the same experiences. So what they're saying is they could use exactly the same words and what they're saying could have a completely different meaning. It could have a completely different intent. But because we, are, we get so unconsciously stuck in these other experiences, we miss that. And so we, we, we get into, sometimes we get into conflict because we are, are not listening to the person right in front of us. This could lead into a conversation about learning to be present and being mindful. And very frankly, I'm having, I have a little bit of trouble with that in, in some ways, because if I'm trying to really be mindful, I can't focus on what I'm really doing because I'm so busy being mindful. And I'll probably do another podcast on that. What I do is try to be aware in any one moment of who I am talking to and what they are saying to me and what I think their intent is and comparing it with how it's hitting me inside. And that sounds complicated, but it's really not because 
the only time you really have to be aware of that is when you're feeling triggered somehow, right? It's, it's like um, someone says something to you, and they, again, they say exactly the same words that you've heard somewhere else. Those words do something, and you might feel it in your body even. You might feel irritated, or it might hit your stomach a little weird. And then it's like, wait a minute, I'm having a wonderful, lovely conversation with this person. Why am I feeling triggered? And it's like, oh, now you might have to walk away from the conversation. You might not be able to do it right then and there. Or if you're with someone that you know well enough and are comfortable enough, you can say, man, you know what? You just said that sound that the blah, blah used to exactly say that to me. And that really bugged me, but I, I, I'm hearing now that you're saying it in a different way, and I so appreciate that. There's a lot of ways to work with this. There's a lot of ways to start to become aware of who you're talking to and what they are saying as opposed to what your experience is telling you. We... <sighs> Obviously, we have to have experience to live in this world. Experience isn't a bad thing. It's what we do with, with um, those, those experiences. It's what we do with our reactions to those experiences. And it's learning to let the experience themselves set. It's, it, it, it's okay, that experience is it's in the past. The past is gone. It's overward with. So what do I have right in front of me right now? What I have in front of me right now is someone said something that sounded really familiar to something when I was five years old that, that really upset me. And so am I going to be upset about my five-year-old experience or am I going to be present to what this person is saying in this time and respond to it from who I am now. This is, actually, I was going to say this isn't that easy, but it is. I think it's a lot easier than you might think, because if you take my examples, it's like with my husband saying, so how's the talk going when I'm sitting there watching TV? Um, he doesn't say it sarcastically. He just asks me how, how it's going. And I, I, now that I'm aware of how I hear it, it still bugs me a little bit, but I, I now am able to go, okay, he's just trying to be encouraging. He's just curious if I'm okay, as opposed to my father was a little sarcastic when he would say it because, well, hey, I didn't do my homework. Um, on the other hand, my husband knows that I always get my talks and my podcast and all that stuff done on time. And so he's just showing interest. And still, I struggle with hearing that because I heard it so much. So I hope you let yourself off the hook a little bit as it, when you start thinking about this, is this is all normal stuff. It's just learning to move away from the old responses. It's learning to move away from reactivity and moving into response. When I'm responding to something, I'm stopping, or I may not be stopping, but at least I'm slowing down and paying attention to what's going on right now. One of the things that, that gets in our way so much is we live in such a distracting world. And most of us are so busy that, that we don't take the time to stop and think about what's going on in, in certain situations. And, you know, we've come out of a, a two-year pandemic situation where we were all at home and not doing very much. But I've noticed that all of a sudden, well, it's not all of a sudden, but I've noticed that that busyness is coming right back up again. That distraction is coming right back up again. And I would encourage you to 
use some of what we've, we've all learned things, I think, during that pandemic. And I would encourage you to take the time or the thought to consider why you're feeling triggered. It all comes back to that. It's like that person just said something that I don't like. Oh, why don't I like it? Oh, because when that person says that, I don't hear that person. I hear the person from 20 years ago. I hear the person from 50 years ago. I hear the person from a week ago. Something that hit you the wrong way or had some effect on your life early on, or like, well, it could be just last week, so that timing doesn't really matter. Okay, we'll clear that up. Timing doesn't really matter. It's something that hit you and you put it into your experience box and now you're carrying it around. And then when someone walks up and says the same thing, you go rummaging around in your little experience box and you pull it out and go, ha ha, this happened before and I don't like it, so nanner nanner. No, 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 no. What we want to do is look at who you're talking to. Look at at them. Look at who they are. Listen to what they are saying. Listen to what they're, they're bringing forth for you. And then realize that what they are saying is not exactly the same thing as you heard before. Now, I do have to say that it's possible that whatever they're saying or doing isn't great either. It's not like, you know, it's not like someone would say something to you and it triggers you and, it, and it's not kind of negative. But what I'm really talking about here is the times when we have a reaction to something that really isn't about what's going on right now. It's about going something that went on before, whether it was last week, last year, you know, last decade. What we're talking about is being aware of where we are in the moment and who we are talking to, because who I am talking to is not often not who I think I'm talking to. And the reality is, is that I don't often know who I think I'm talking to because I'm just listening and, well, I'm being sort of passively listening and I'm not really getting into all of the dynamics of what's going on. And you don't need to most of the time. But when you find yourself having uh, difficulties with the conversation and not quite understanding what's going on and feeling uncomfortable, there might be a very legitimate reason for feeling uncomfortable. Let's get that out there. I mean, absolutely, there could be reasons. But so often, like in, in the case of my three examples, I was simply having a conversation with someone from my past, and it had nothing to do with the person sitting in front of me. And in fact, all of this stuff I'm talking about, I think I've already said this, but I'm going to say it again, is when we're having this kind of a conversation, my reaction and my response has absolutely nothing to do with the other person. This is all inside our heads. It's all inside our heads. And we are having a, we're basically, we're having our own conversation. The other person is, is contributing stuff, <laughs> but we're having our own conversation inside our head. And maybe that conversation is is based in the reality of what is going on between the two people. And maybe it's based on that person saying something and me saying, you know, putting that into my little hopper here and going into my experience box and mixing it all in with my experiences. Now, we're never going to get away from experience. I mean, experience, again, is what builds us. But when we can become aware that we are not necessarily talking 
to the person in front of us. We are talking to someone else. We are hearing someone else. We can come to that awareness. Our moments of triggerment might really be diminished because we know what we're Maybe it's 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 where it's, it's the intent. Maybe it's it's when I'm talking to someone else and they're saying something and I take it a certain way. It's like I for, I I miss what their intent is because I'm so busy, you know, in my experience box rummaging around trying to to match it to something else. And we do this naturally, I think, because what we do is try to make sense of everything. It is important for us to have everything make sense. And that that's just a very normal, necessary thing for us to do. Everything that we're doing all the time is we're explaining it to ourselves. Okay, this happened because, and this is going on over here. So when someone says something that hits you the wrong way, there might be a legitimate reason for it. It also might be might be almost purely based on you hearing someone else in your head. There's a huge difference, and you can tell it when you think about it. It's like, okay, so who am I listening to here? Am I listening to my dad about homework? Am I listening to my husband just say, so how's it going? It's a huge distinction, and it's really helped me in my life because it helped me to calm down. I had a conversation just before I sat down to do this podcast with the person who is in charge of managing the grounds here. We have lots of greenery that needs to be maintained. And I was asking a very simple question in my head about a hedge that grows right outside the the window of my office. And it comes up to the point where there's not a lot of light in here. And I was just trying to find information about the best way to get that done. And he basically went off on me because... And I know why. He is, well, we all know the history of HOAs for one thing, is that apparently a lot of HOAs have a lot of complainers. And he was reacting to my request as just another person complaining about things. And all I was trying to do was find out how was the best way to get this this little bush trimmed down occasionally. And he gave me the whole thing about not being able to do things special for people. And I told him, I said, I'm not asking for special treatment. I just want to know the best way to go about this. And by the time the conversation was over, I walked into the house in tears. And what it was a great example of Mike now coming in to sit down and do this podcast. And I realized that he was not talking to me as a person. He wasn't even trying to get to know me as a person. He was talking to every member of this community who has complained, and probably every other one that he works in as well, who has complained to him about something not being done, who has wanted special treatment, uh, you know, wanted to take up his time complaining about something. That's who he was talking to. He wasn't hearing me just say, look, there's this bush, there's this, you know, I would like to have it trimmed down. What is the best way to do that? I have a guy who can do it. Can your guys do it? But he couldn't get off just being upset because another person was talking to him. And this has probably been the best therapy I could have for that experience because I can see that he just wasn't, he wasn't even open to hearing me as a person. And you know what? You'll probably run out at that into the world, right? Is uh, when you go into a store or when you call someplace to have a very legitimate concern and you'll be talking to people who um, have been complained at so much that they can't hear you as a person with a p- possibly a very legitimate 
concern. So I guess what this brings us back to is almost full circle is being aware of who you're talking to. It's like, who do you think you're talking to in anyone's situation? And then being able to realize that the other person might be doing the very same thing. It's like this encounter I had this morning is he, he didn't even, I could tell he doesn't even see me as a person. He was just responding to whatever happens in his life all day long. And uh, I'm not happy about it still. I don't like being talked to the way he talked to me. But you know what? That's about him. And I have the information I need. And so I can go on with my life now. And I really appreciate you being out there and letting me work through my own stuff in a podcast. And I will end with this. Part of being a spiritually aware person is knowing who you are, knowing what's going on within you, knowing and understanding that there is this unchangeable, unmovable love and compassion and knowing that resides inside of you. And when you are more aware of that, and when you come from that instead of your box of experience, you lead a more productive, a more satisfying life because you're not walking around being triggered all the time. You are able to step back and say, oh, that's what's going on over there. Well, that's not something that I need to do anymore, or I can do this differently. The more you know yourself, the better your life will be. The more you know yourself, the more you are in tune with spirit, because you are spirit. And so when you know yourself, you know spirit. When you know spirit, you know yourself. And that's the deal. I wish you a wonderful, blessed week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.